1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the fact that podcast network. Jake, sure Mason Thompson back with you guys on Draft Day when you're hearing this. Uh, and Mason, we got a special one here. We're dropping our, hopefully more accurate this time around, uh, two rounds predictive mock draft to finish out kind of the pre-draft stuff a little bit before we get into a lot of post-draft analysis, which should be fun. Mason, how are we doing?
2: All right. Uh, obviously excited for draft day. For some reason, my brother scheduled his wedding this Saturday. I don't know why he did that. That's gonna be a note of mine in my best man speech. But uh, obviously excited for Thursday. Got practice beforehand. Hopefully, practice gets out in uh, good enough time for me to get home when Carolina goes on the clock.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. And I, I think I'll, I'll kind of put this out there for the folks already. I think we'll, we'll probably recap round one if we can. And then we'll wait to recap both days two and three. uh. Once we get to the, the end of the draft, really. And, and yeah. maybe have that for Monday as a full recap. We'll see. uh. But yeah, it's just, okay, we can recap day two, but then like by the time you're listening, yeah, day three draft is underway. First. So it's like, mm, is it, is it worth it? But yeah, I can't believe wedding when the Packers are going to pick a kicker in the seventh round, yeah. you're going to miss that. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, so off we go. Basically you had the odds. I had the evens. We gave you yeah. the layup at the start. Unless, of course. No. You went to different. <laughs> we are ones. not
2: listening to the Reddit user. We are picking Bryce Young here at number one. Uh I think we've already talked about this well enough already. Just the uh just what Carolina wants to do. Obviously it's kind of weird just because Frank Rags always had these, you know, big, tall quarterbacks. Uh, he's kind of switching his aspects here. He's got a kind of runner, he's got a five nine quarterback and Guess we'll have to see how it works out. And I gave
1: you the uh, Texans here at number two. Have
2: went through a whirlwind this week. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, it's been a wild um, couple of weeks talking about what the Texans might do. There's like five players basically that that have been mocked there. I want to talk about the DJ mock, but I just I, we got to leave it. I think we got to leave it. Um, yeah. But I I do think it's it's quarterback or it's as rusher. Of course, I went crazy. Let's make it crazy. I want a crazy draft anyway. Tyree Wilson here at, at number two. I think what Tyree Wilson gives you is is a thinner version of of an Eric Armstead, and I think that's m- might might be what uh, D'Amico Ryans is envisioning uh, when he sees this player. And maybe he's like, I love, I really like Will Anderson, but but Wilson lets me get a little bit more creative with the defensive front. I it I, I, that makes sense. I mean, he's a, he's a taller, longer, more disruptive player that that can align everywhere. Right, he's gonna attack gaps for you with that explosiveness. But I think it's really really good about him that that surprised me a lot on film was just how well that that he got to a good leverage point at contact, whether it be against the run or you know when he's generating some explosion off off his off the snap into some power, that, that he gets low enough for a tall guy. It's not easy to do, and, and he does it really well. And again, I think Houston, if they don't do the quarterback thing here at two. Maybe they still come up from 12 or maybe they're going the Lance Jones route or something like that via trade, but it really sends things into a, a bit of a, a whirlwind here, a bit of a, a bit of intrigue to say the least.
2: So Arizona here at number three, uh, tried finding a trade partner a little bit, obviously with Tyree Wilson going number two, all the teams kind of just stood bad doing that. Hey, we can maybe get our guy. Uh, so Arizona stands bad and they take essentially the best player in the class and will Anderson. That defense desperately needs some work, and Anderson's, again, top player in this class. They desperately need edge rush help, even though they drafted Elijah Sanders and Cam Thomas last year on day two. Keep adding to that pass rush rotation you need it. Get some corner help on day two and kind of carry on. Try to get draft capital if you can. Obviously didn't work in this scenario.
1: Yeah, Anderson can, can go in there and, and hopefully be the superstar that kind of just, sets the tone that sends the team in a different direction uh, than they're heading right now. Um, It is very possible there has been talk about the Eagles maybe moving up to three and Arizona moving back and the Eagles would land Will Anderson. That's a a scary thought for the NFC for sure. Colts here at four. uh, They get their choice of everybody not named Bryce Young. I I think Richardson would be in play. Obviously Levis is still there as well. That's that's been the talk forever. Uh, Shout out NFL Stock Exchange Will Levis. You are an Indianapolis Colt, but not here. Not this one. Not uh here. we're taking CJ Stroud. We're taking the precision guy, the the just an accurate and very precise with ball placement to all levels of the field. Great touch. You know, he he doesn't have that 98 mile an hour fastball that a couple of his his, his buddies in this class have, but he's got a great changeup. And I think he's got you know just again the ability he hits it, he can hit it from anywhere. And if his if he can be just more consistently aligned with his process in terms of not getting too ahead of himself with reads and also just making sure to recognize like, yes, I, I got to see this underneath linebacker. I I think you're going to get the best out of him really, especially he's got two big targets to throw to maybe find another target, uh, a more shifty guy can get open uh, on on day two or day three. And and you're really cooking with something on offense uh, with with straw running the show.
2: So Seattle here at five, Um, I was tempted to do the fun thing and take Anthony Richardson here. Uh, Seattle's done some homework work on this quarterback class. I'm not sure the reasoning. Obviously, Geno did pretty well this last year, but it just feels like Jalen Carter's going to be the pick here, especially if Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson are off the board just because they need address so, help so bad. They need defensive line help so bad. Uh, Jalen Carter, Pete Carroll can work the kinks out of him. Like his character-wise, John Schneider, it's been like shown that these two guys can do that. Uh, I don't necessarily think there's potentially a better option for Jalen Carter maybe a Philadelphia we've mentioned that already just Philadelphia seems like they want to get one of these top two or three guys in the defensive line but Seattle I think I feel I really feel like in this scenario it's between do you want to go gung-ho on you know your future or do you want to wait on that potentially miss out on a quarterback and take a Jalen Carter that can help you right now it's it's definitely a conversation that teams need to have with themselves, especially this year, especially if a guy like Anthony Richardson's falling, which it sounds more and more likely that that could be the case. But you never know. Obviously, Richardson could maybe go two tomorrow. Today, if when you're listening to this, maybe number four. Uh, Seattle's just in a situation where they need to stand pat and kind of see what happens. In this case, I feel it really felt like it was just Stanley Carter or Boston. That's the route I went.
1: Yeah, it's going to be hard, I think, Seattle to not go that route especially if a they're off quarterback and B in this scenario, both rushers are off and it it really creates a conundrum for them. Obviously they've been in all the pro days, right. With with these quarterbacks just feels like Seattle's in a position where they can contend in the NFC. Like this isn't like super far off where you got to go. Okay. Well, you know, we got to take Richardson here. Like I, I, I get it, but also I don't, I guess the better way to maybe frame it is there isn't a really a wrong way to go about it. And I think they can go either way. Fine. But like, man, you got five picks that in, in the first three here. Let's get a lot of guys in here and and maybe really, really take a step forward even further than we did uh, in 2022. Lions at six. Uh, just going to put this out there before I before I say what this pick is. There is a, I think there is a chance that the Lions are the team to start this quote-unquote early tackle run, uh, earlier than we expect tackle run, and maybe they take Skaronsky, uh, fill out that last guard spot, be their insurance guy at tackle would be nuts, would create a phenomenal situation for, you know, well, I mean, if, if a certain guy falls, maybe they come up from 18 and they, uh yeah, they make that happen. Who knows, right? We have, we have nothing, but this feels, this feels a, a decent bit of confidence, right? Devin Witherspoon coming here, he has inside out versatility, but if he can play on the outside, it lets you keep Cam Sutton in the slot where he fits best uh, obviously really physical, great tackler, right? Yak limiter in, in, in the passing game, Great, right? He can find the ball in the air, right? He He's patient at the catch point. He doesn't panic, right? He can play receiver instead of ball and, and he's really quick in transition. So really, the only thing that, that really hurts his his profile is maybe a little bit of the long speed and, and that he's 181 pounds. Otherwise, like, you might be looking at, like, a little bit slower version of Denzel Ward here and yeah. I think Detroit will take that.
2: So I really feel like the Las Vegas Raiders are probably the most difficult team to trade for. I meant just the, you know, draft for right now, just because you don't know what they're doing. Um uh, talked about it for a long time, like we didn't know what necessarily they were doing last year for a little bit. Um right here, I thought it was either gonna be, you know, quarterback. You got two available, you got off and staggle. you got your choice of the litter. Still got Christian Gonzalez available. Um, I I went with Will Levis because I am expecting the unexpected and Feels like the Raiders are this kind of Dark Horse quarterback team no matter what. And it feels like Will Levis is the type of quarterback that and Josh McDaniels is gonna fall in love with for whatever reason. Obviously, we're not the highest on him. There is tools to work with. Uh, you're just hoping you get the 2021 Will Levis instead of the 2022. Uh obviously it doesn't need to start right away because you do have Jimmy Garoppolo, but Will Levis, it's just an intriguing scenario that he's gonna go two four seven to tennis to las vegas maybe to tennessee you know houston with their second first round twist like levis and richardson these quarterbacks are going to determine so much and especially like yeah. Houston at the top like I, I i'm getting on like a tangent right now but like this draft is so unknown uh wow. especially even at number one right now just because of the levis rumors like from the weekend yeah I, i'm excited and i'm excited to see like what the raiders do just because like is it gonna be paris johnson like, we, we don't know yeah. In this case, I just went with Levis because quarterback Trump's all.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he's not entering a terrible situation. I'd like the offensive line to get a little bit better in, in Vegas. Um, but he's got like three dudes who can get open Myers, Adams, Renfro. Like that's that's a good trio to like be okay, we've got reliable chain movers for a guy who I think can operate the quick game pretty fine. Like he he's making the, you know, quote unquote like some of the easy stuff he he. He can make it look pretty easy and make it routine, and that's a good thing. Falcons at eight. Uh, flirted with the idea of Bijan here, obviously. I think very much in play. We know this. Falcons don't care. They'll take skill position here for the next 15 years, maybe. Like, it, it might not matter. Uh, I, I don't think it's quarterback. They have remained extremely committed to Ritter, and it just doesn't feel like... And, and I think very fairly, may think, like, every one of these quarterbacks has an issue. So, like, why... I mean, Ritter has issues too, but like, you know, we can just build around him. You know, if Ritter doesn't work out, probably not going to be very good again. And then, you know, maybe we've got a chance to get another QB. But like I, Nolan Smith, they put the sticker by the all the Georgia guys, high school or college. Great character guy. He's, I think, gonna really bring something to that room, which is exciting. And and he can win with some power at two thirty-eight, right? He's sees good run defender at two thirty-eight, which is is pretty rare. I think he's a top three edge in this class, personally, and just I think the way he can play off ball, great range. Obviously, the athleticism is off the charts, but he can win in a variety of ways, and that's what's really exciting.
2: So Chicago at number nine, it's kind of obvious what the route is. They're going to go, especially with Jalen Carter off the board. That's on the along the offensive line. Uh, with Paris Johnson even being in conversation from what it seems like at number three with Arizona, feels like he's going to be the likely first offensive lineman off the board. So that's what we're going to go with here for Chicago at number nine. They desperately need help along the offensive line. Keep turning in the resources. Um, they added a lot of guys on D three last year. Uh, some of them worked out pretty decent, but you gotta get your best five on the offensive line in any way possible. I feel like Paris Johnson Jr. is gonna really help that. Put him at one of the tackle spots, figure it out for them.
1: Yeah. It, it they could go, they could go any of I think the top, you know, three if you count Skaransky as a tackle, and I think it makes sense. No doubt about it. Eagles at 10. I think it's one of three guys. Truthfully, I think it's Carter, Nolan Smith. Both are gone, so it's Peter Skaronski here at ten. And then, really for them, it's just like I mentioned with with the Lions a few picks ago. It's it's literally just plug him at guard where where Sayamalo was was playing this past season. Let him play there. He's going to be excellent there, I think. And the, and he's tackle insurance. It, this is a Howie Roseman selection at its finest. It's a good one. The Eagles can afford to do this. Love it for them, but not for the rest of the league.
2: So number eleven, Tennessee. You've got the rumors of them trading up to number two potentially with their divisional rivals, with the Houston Texans. Number three with Arizona for this quarterback situation. Um, Anthony Richardson still on the board, so that's where we're going to go with. Obviously, Richardson is one of the like most freakish athletes we've ever seen from a just prospect standpoint as a whole, and even at quarterback, um, you know, Levis could potentially be their pick if they trade up again. Like, there's so many rumors right now don't know what the trust there's less than 24 hours as we speak when we're recording this um you still don't know anything uh richardson is just i feel like it's a perfect fit just because derrick henry's there yeah i mean you don't know how long he's going to be there necessarily just because of yeah. the new front office and everything but richardson he has that run element uh he, he seems like a mike Vrabel guy um so tennessee even if they don't trade Tannehill, i feel like it's a good move to take richardson here so we he could sit a year or two behind Tannehill get the necessary development that he needs and you can go off with him and potentially Derek Henry or even these receivers like Traylon Burks, Jago Conquo, Kyle Phillips, get them involved with Anthony Richardson.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Obviously it's clear that Malik Willis was a previous GM selection and Vrabel wants no part of that. Maybe he gets moved uh, very soon. We'll see. Might not be during the draft, but if they land a QB, maybe they just, someone will take a swing at him, but, uh, Texans at at 12 here. This is really nice for them. You get Christian Gonzalez here, who big, long, you know, really fluid, really athletic, good speed, great cover guy. I think a guy who consistently gets better with with understanding, you know, how receivers are going to want to play him, how how offenses in general want to play him. He's a great adjuster, great mind for the position, coverage flexibility, like, and a great tackler, great physical player, great ball skills. It's all there. For Christian Gonzalez, you get to plug him in opposite Derek Stingley. I don't care how many corners the Texans have in the room right now. You know, they got some guys doesn't matter. Gonzalez is better than all of them. Yes. Even Stingley, in my opinion, like those two with Petrie, you've got Tyree Wilson, D'Amico Ryans is building that defense extremely well already here.
2: Speaking of building the defense, the Packers have done that for about the last 10 years. So uh it's time to uh move to the offensive side of the ball with a new quarterback, young quarterback, get him some weapons, get him some offensive linemen. Uh, I feel like we could Packers could go in a lot of different directions with this board right now. Uh, You got two tackles on the board that I would like to take. You got an edge rusher, in case you want to do go that route. Uh, But receiver, JSN's still there. We're going to take him. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I'm not sure if he's going to be on the board at this point. Uh, But Green Bay desperately needs some receiver help as your number three. Get a slot guy. Maybe that's on day two. Maybe it's on day three and Packers fans continue to freak out. But Green Bay, get some weapons. Not sure if it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. I don't, I'm not in the big,
1: like, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think, I don't know, I'm but not like, big on the tight end in the first thing.
2: Unless us just trade back in. If it's at 13, I'm going to be slightly upset.
1: Yeah. But, didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but like, yeah, the Kincaid thing. I, I, the consensus, it just feels like it's off always. Yeah. Green Bay, especially the week of. They just do not have it, folks. Like, I well, don't know. They were
2: anyway. they were saying that DJ had quiet to Green Bay last year. What? Yeah.
1: I don't That's know. That's uh, what I just saw. I'm going to check that. While yeah, I want to check it. I'll I'm, check it. You keep right, talking. you check it. You check it. Uh, okay, so uh, Mason, building people's hopes up with taking JSN in their final mock. Unbelievable. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's doing the right thing. Uh, okay. Yes. Love it. Uh Patriots at 14. I think they could be in play for JSN, although I don't I, I'm not sure I get the fit, honestly. I think they would be more in the Zay Flowers camp personally. Maybe they move down and select him. Maybe the Pittsburgh's coming up here for a tackle ahead of the Jets. I have no clue. We're throwing out hypotheticals everywhere because that's that's how it goes. Uh we're gonna go tackle though Broderick Jones. I think is a tremendous upside, tremendous athlete, tremendous feat in terms of you know mirroring and pass pro being able to recover um the way he looked I think he he,
2: he, he had, had it at twenty eight
1: last year. But what did he have at twenty two?
2: Traylon Burks. Okay. See? Yeah.
1: I I am gonna oh let's let's throw this out there while we're doing this. The Packers said they had five first round grades at receiver last year. There were six that went the first round. Yeah. Traylon Burks was the one that wasn't almost guaranteed. Yeah. I'm gonna call it right now. I'm calling it. Um Anyway, it's
2: just slightly spooky to see that's Quay Walker in his last mock. And I guess what they took. And he was apparently high on the Jair train as well.
1: He he had Jair to Green Bay in 18 yeah. with Mayock. Both of them had it. So you
2: never know. <laughs> you never know.
1: Anyway, shoot. <laughs> right, now I got to go look at 20. No, they didn't have Jordan Love. Guaranteed. GJ did not oh, yeah, have Jordan Love. That was it, He didn't have it. I don't think he had Stokes either. Anyway, we're, we'll check that out. Um. Yeah, but Broderick Jones, like I said, they they need tackle here. Don't get caught on the wrong side of the tackle run at 46. They could legitimately, what, seven, eight, eight, right? 8 if you include yeah. Duncan. It, that's all off the board, potentially, from what we're hearing. So don't get on the wrong side of it. Make sure you have the, a, a great offensive line in front of you. Broderick Jones, if you don't count Skaronsky, in my opinion, could be tackle one when all is said and done. All
2: right, uh, Jets, uh, after moving down two spots, Tackle's a big need, and Arnell Wright is the last of the big four still available here. Uh, you desperately need some help at that tackle spot. You don't know what's going to happen with George Fant. Are you, is he going to still perform like he has been? Is the acting going to come back? You don't know. So get some tackle insurance, and if it doesn't work out, you can push one of these guys to guard, and I feel like it really works out really well. Get some protection for your 39-year-old quarterback who you just spent a lot of resources to get in Aaron Rodgers.
1: He's going to help on the scramble drill. Yeah. That's that's really all that you need to know when he's looking for Lazard downfield. After six seconds, Wright's going to still have a guy in front of him, I imagine, which is nice. Uh, commanders at 16. Going to go with the strong fit here in Deontay Banks. I think he's another guy with coverage versatility in his game, and Washington's going to play a lot of zone, even though, again, Banks, I think, is a really good press man corner. But, again, talk about the versatility. can play zone. Him and, and St. Juice with their size, with their speed, with their toughness, if Banks can maybe find the ball a little bit better in the air and convert some opportunities into picks, like that's that's at the very least for me, cornerback three far and away.
2: All right, so Pittsburgh, Jake, what what have we been begging Pittsburgh to do?
1: Take offensive line.
2: Guess what they do it here. Um, Delon Jones is obviously like <laughs> is obviously like kind of simmered down a little bit on these trends just since the Senior Bowl. He's kind of fallen back a little bit back into like that late first, early second type of range. Um, but Pittsburgh, they like to tip their hat a little bit just because Senior Bowl, we saw it last year with Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah, like he was all over DeWan Jones during the Senior Bowl this year. So I feel like it's going to happen for Pittsburgh at some point. Maybe it's at 33, 32, whatever it is. But you never know. Tackle corner, whichever it may be, those are gonna be the two first two picks Pittsburgh, most likely.
1: Yeah, I t- I tend to agree. It's interesting they they canceled their their meeting with with Jones. Either that's like that's one of two things, right? It's it's very clearly one of two things. It's he's he's completely off our board. We're not picking Dewan Jones, or we know all we need to know on Dewan Jones. If he's there, we're taking him. Maybe it's not seventeen, like you said. Maybe it's at thirty-two, or they move up a few from thirty-two to get him, but. Be very interesting to see how that plays out for Pittsburgh Lions at 18. Got to get that strong side defensive end edge setting type. Miles Murphy, Um, I know it's not a sexy pick anymore. Miles Murphy isn't like there's still a lot to unlock athleticism wise traits wise as a pass rusher. But you stick him on that front and let him kind of be that powerful dude who can set a strong edge and let him see if he can develop into into something that that could really ignite a Detroit Lions front that's getting better.
2: So, here's where things kind of got a little bit
1: wonky slash fun
2: just for the fun of it. Uh, Tampa Bay desperately needs help along their offensive line. Specifically, at left tackle. I didn't necessarily feel like Anton Harrison could pick here. I mean, obviously he can be, but for me, I felt like it was too early. I'm not sure if the league agrees with that and if they just think that these top five that have already been taken are the only ones that are going to go in the first round. Um, Another big need for Tampa Bay is cornerback. And looking across, like, who they've had visits with, I was really intrigued to see one name that they've had two, three visits with, and it's one of our guys on this podcast, and that's Julius Brents, the cornerback from Kansas State. So I went that route. Tampa Bay needs help there. Uh, Brents can do man and zone schemes, uh, physical tackler. He looks like he processes stuff really well. So I just feel like Tampa Bay desperately needs help there at corner as well. Just pick good players, and this is, like, typically where the draft gets a little bit weird with just Oh, why whoa, that guy was supposed to go like mid round two, early round two, but like, where did that come from? So yeah.
1: This pick and then Mason's pick for the Chargers are two picks that if he nails him, he's gonna be one of the very few, and it's gonna be really cool that it happened on this pod. Uh Seahawks at twenty. Yeah, we're gonna keep it rolling with some <laughs> Seattle fans like this, so maybe it's not overly insane, but I do yeah. think this could make sense here, Darnell Washington. We're gonna give them the freak of nature at tight end, who already gives you a strong floor as a run blocker and a pass blocker. Like he is really good in space as a run blocker, right? He's able to kind of displace the line when he's down blocking, right? He can get out wide with quicks and seal, you know, the front side of the play, and and, and he is he's willing to stand up and pass protection with the best of them. He he took on Javon Dexter one on one this past year, and and man, if you know Dexter, he's got like relentless power playing the position and to hold up long enough for a pass to get off impressive stuff, 17 yards per reception. And a lot of that is after the catch. He is tough to bring down. He's nimble, great balance. Like just look out. Geno Smith might have a huge target to throw to over the middle of the field. Something that, that Seattle needs.
2: So continuing with the fun talk here with these picks, I also like to call this range like the, um, like, block each other from picking, like, who they want to pick range just because, like, the Chargers through the Giants all need receiver and DB help so bad, and they're going to be, like, trying to fight for position, like, Seattle and, like, Tampa Bay especially. Like, if you don't like the guys on the board there, you're going to get potentially a good chunk of capital from some of these teams trying to get up over one another. But anyways, Chargers, they are probably one of the teams that, don't necessarily bring in a lot of guys for the top 30 visits that are in the first round. Um, so the guy that they've done a lot of work on is Edetemiwa Ware. So that was the pick that I went there just because their pass rush depth outside of their top two, Bosa and Cole Mack, um it's definitely lacking. So that's the reason why I went there. Also because it's very fun. Absolutely. So why not? Uh, the Chargers... Are kind of like a fun team, you don't know what they're gonna do this year. Is it gonna be receiver? Is it gonna be corner? Is it gonna be this edge that you can develop behind Khalil Mack, who has a massive captain coming up in 2024?
1: Yeah, it does seem like the, uh Bijan or receiver has been very popular for mock drafters for the insiders. It seems to be more tight end, uh, which I know Chargers fans don't love that, and it's understandable in a deeper class. Khalil Mack, thirty eight million due in twenty twenty four. You paying that? Not sure, but if they believe in a day, but to to take up that mantle on the other side, this will be very fun uh, in LA. The Ravens are going to get some value here, at least I think for probably the consensus, at least I would say Mason, that they're going to get value at this pick here. I don't know if for us, maybe it's more just fine value. I think it's okay. Um, I know Steelers fans would hate this, but they're going to go Joey Porter Jr. at corner here, pair him up with Marlon Humphrey. There's just really not much, Behind Marlon Humphrey in the room right now, I know, you know, when you look at, oh, geez, is it Demarion Williams from Houston that they picked last year? And Jalen yeah, Armour Davis yeah. is for sure yep. one of them. So those two, right, those are day three rookies. Do you trust them? Maybe. But uh, again, I think you got to add to the room. And, and this is really the one area on defense where they're missed. They have a hole, right? A, a lot of it elsewhere is can these guys develop? And, and I think that there's a chance that this unit with Porter Jr., his length, his physicality, you know, his is improving eyes and, and trigger and zone coverage. It's not quite there yet, but it's getting better. That is something that uh will be welcomed in Baltimore. They've gotten to a little bit more zone after Martindale left. They still they still man you up when they can, and that will favor Porter for sure. But as long as he continues to develop in zone, he'll 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 work out in this uh in this scheme.
2: So in case you guys are wondering, we are doing trades in this mock, it just has not happened. Yeah, uh, I think we kind of ran through this kind of knowing, like, hey, we don't know what's going on, there's going to be trades, and we're just going to probably try not to, you know, guess these trades. Yeah, I'm one sure. thing I think Jake and I both agree on is that Minnesota desperately wants to trade down and get more capital, yeah. whether that be, you know, round three, round two. Um, in this scenario, they end up trading with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Minnesota gets back picks 31, 95, and 122 for Kansas City to jump all these receiver needy teams and take Zay Flowers, who is my wide receiver three. Uh, Zay Flowers fits really well with their system. Just this inside-out versatility. seems like they don't have that necessarily. You've got FDs as your kind of like speed threat. Sky Moore is your kind of gadget, kind of averse, kind of similar Whoa. to some of the guys Whoa. that you've already had. Whoa.
1: Whoa. Whoa, that's slander for Sky okay. Moore, and I will not allow
2: Okay. It. I, will I had allow a first it.
1: On no, I okay. had a first Sorry. on him
2: settled out. Okay. <laughs> he face planted. Anyways. It's fair.
1: It's fair. Yeah, he yeah. face planted. It happened. But
2: Zay mean? Flowers, I feel like is a really good pick for Kansas City, and that's why it was made. Love this pick for Jackson.
1: He's definitely more of the jitterbug after the catch than anybody they yep. have right now. And that's that's honestly the biggest thing is like the too high world of all of it all to like get flowers who like Kelsey is going to give you something post catch is huge because they, they, they need it. And, and yeah, I think Minnesota and or Baltimore could be the other team. Baltimore could easily move down. They're in the same boat as Minnesota. No second round pick right now. So watch for both of those teams. Again, unless Minnesota does the, we're moving up for Richardson or we're moving up for Stroud, who's falling thing. Like they're, they're going to move back. I think for sure. Uh, Jags at 24. Uh, we're going to go Will McDonald. Brian Branch has become too consensus and too popular for me to believe that that is going to happen. Uh, and I think there are other guys, and we'll get to it in round two, that can play some slot uh, that they can find a little bit later. So let's get Will McDonald to maybe do some Arden Key stuff or kind of be the guy going forward to pair opposite Trayvon Walker for the future if you let Josh Allen go or and or trade or trade him. right? I think Will McDonald, to me, I said Nolan Smith's edge three. And Will McDonald is my edge too. Uh Whoa. a little spicy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will say, like he has so many avenues to get to the quarterback. He's a wicked inside spin. If you haven't seen it, you should check that out. That is, it is impressive. He's he's flexible. I think he may, isn't the most bendy or explosive, but he can still he can still flatten his angle on the high side of the rush, which is good. But I think he his length gives him. Plenty of opportunity to sit and leverage the run, which is kind of surprising. I didn't expect that from him, especially because he's sub 240, but he can do it. And, and the length is a big reason why. And obviously played in the four I a a lot in the three, three, five. So not a lot of pressures from him this past season. He got a little bit more of a runway in 2021. I really like the player a lot. He should sneak into the first round, in my opinion. And, and I think he will here with Jacksonville.
2: Speaking of Brian Branch, that's where the Giants go here at 25 uh definitely needs some help in the secondary uh branch can fit anywhere in that secondary brother be single eye safety two eye safety nickel giants some needs some help there just some communication errors that they've had a lot this last year so branch can help with it
1: yeah i like i like branch quite a bit i mean I, he should go in the first i think we yeah i think we're pretty much agreed on that i think with branch it's just like You know, our team's going to like be if they think he's a slot, then it gets really complicated because it's like uh, teams aren't going to value it, even though it's becoming more valuable now. Yeah, but I don't know what branch doesn't do. That's like, you know, great tackler, by the way. And and Saban asks you to do everything in that slot star position, everything. And he does it. He carried Jonathan Mingo up the seam pass breakup last play the Mississippi game. I've said that like 18 times this last week. Because people are like, ah, Branch isn't that athletic. It's like, well, you know, if you like if you like Mingo a lot, uh Branch kind of erased him. uh how was it 26? Jerry Jones will be fighting for B. John Robinson. He gets B. John Robinson here. Maybe they trade up for Bijan Robinson. We'll see. Yeah. Trading up for a running back. Bold decisions. But hey, Bold. this is Dallas. Uh Bijan will be their their guy uh for the next five seasons in, in this scenario. Tony Pollard probably doesn't stay longer than one season. Yeah. Uh, maybe they supplant Bijan for the future in this draft with the depth at running back. We'll see. But again, Robinson's a wizard. I don't know what else to say. The footwork's unbelievable. He stays creative. He's got so many ways to force a missed tackle against you, whether it be said footwork, whether it be, you know, being able to slalom between the tackles, contact balance, you know, whatever it may be. Plus he's a great receiver. And I know home run speed is maybe the one thing he doesn't have, but he's got everything else. He's Christian McCaffrey. That does squats. Every day. That's the cop. He's awesome.
2: So, Buffalo here. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a receiver. Uh, I went with Jordan Addison. I feel like this could potentially be used in DeAndre Hopkins trades specifically. Uh, I'm not tempted to do that here just because, again, trades, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know if Hopkins is going to get traded. We thought Josh Rosen was going to get traded on day one. That obviously didn't happen that year. Uh Addison, I feel is a good compliment to start on Diggs and Dawson Knox for what they already have. And then they can look towards maybe potentially helping running back and offensive tackle on day two in this scenario if they take Jordan Addison here.
1: Yeah, like Addison a lot. Um he's probably for me like a hair above Dotson in, in terms of where they're at. Is like, yeah, you know, you want to compare the two as prospects. I think Addison gets open a little bit better. Uh Yeah, I like that for Buffalo. I I think trenches could definitely be in play as well. Definitely something to watch for on both sides. Uh, Bengals at 28. We're going to take the reliable guy. Um, Joe Burrow would like to have this guy, I think, over the middle of the field because you never know, right? Higgins and Boyd are both free agents after this year. Uh, It sounds like they're going to do everything they can to get Higgins back. And I I mean, it makes sense to do that. But I do think that Irv Smith isn't going to do enough for you. Uh, tight end you need somebody who again mayor's only 249 but he blocks pretty well in line and he's going to be a guy who in multiple ways uh can convert you know 50 50 balls into 80 20 balls before the ball arrives whether it be shielding himself well from defenders especially against zone coverage or it's you know elevating and winning the football reliable pair of hands not offering a ton after the catch but i think he's got some short area quicks to attack leverage and get through the break pretty efficiently so Mayer's a tough son of a gun, and and Burrow's going to like him over the middle of the field.
2: If you've heard this one before, the Saints take a project defensive lineman slash pass rusher. It's happened three times over the last, what, since 2018? Yeah. With Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, and now Keon White. Packers fans take a slide. Relief. He is not the pick at 13 in this scenario. Are
1: we saying hopefully that doesn't happen tomorrow slash today? I think you should say that, yes, because yes. I, I think it's still in play. Um it's concerning, but it does seem like if we're we're gonna go that direction for a second, that it, it feels like Murphy would be the guy, right? I feel yeah. like he's the favorite in the clubhouse right now. But you know, you know Green Bay and these these these, you know, kind of versatile, big, long, strong edge rushers yep. that need to figure things out. But I think they'd take the twenty one year old over the twenty four year old. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see.
2: Well, we'll see. Like, Keon White, like, it seems weird just because he almost came out of, like, nowhere. Just, oh, this guy got you know, draft invite up. All these other guys. that Like, yeah. everyone's like, either super kind of, like, eh on or super low on. So, it's kind of confusing. He's seemingly, by going to the draft, he could probably be a first-round pick. But you never know. Obviously, Malik Willis was in the draft lobby last year, and we saw how that all out. So, yeah, you never know.
1: It's true. Uh, Eagles at 30. Uh, we're going to get Lucas Van Ness off the board here. It's gone. It's probably gone too long. We'll see. I don't know. There's been some kind of like sprinkling in the air that that he's kind of dropping a little bit. And, you know, maybe the media hyped him a little bit too much uh, after the combine. And and this is more, I think, I don't know about you, Mason. This feels a little bit more reasonable to me than taking him at, you know, like eight, 10 top 15, anywhere like that. It feels a little bit more reasonable. They get a guy that that is versatile. He's he's still projection. There's a, there's a lot to go um, with him in terms of development, right? He's got to be, you know, more effective with steps out of his stance, you know, when he's rushing. And I think he needs to, again, work on, on, on on leverage points and using his hands because he's right now just trying to run people over, you know, like basically a car crash type of collision at, at contact. And, With Philly, you're able to kind of bring him along a little bit. You know, you don't have to force him into, you know, starting right away. You give him some reps at the three tech. You give him some reps at five and let him kind of just work on his game a little bit. So, Minnesota
2: rounding out the first round here after trading down eight spots. Uh, They're going to wind up taking another cornerback for what seems like the 30th time in the last 10 years. Heck yeah. Uh, they're going to go with the skinny man himself, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, seems like he's a lock at this point to go in the first round, just from everything we've been seeing. DJ had him in his first round mock just now that he put out. Yep. Seems like it's a lock that Emmanuel Forbes is going to be in the first round, whether that be to a team like Cincinnati, uh, Philadelphia, since uh, Minnesota, any of these teams late in the first, they could take him. Maybe a team like Baltimore as well. Yep. Emmanuel Forbes, you are – Seemingly a fresh round.
1: It does sound like it. And uh yeah, we are through one round. We'll take the break here and we will get you guys round two.
0: We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Oh. All right, back here with the second round. It's going to be weird because I'm... I'm on the clock with the first pick of the second round, but it's an even. Yeah. Gotta love when it's 31 picks. Uh, so the Steelers are on the clock here. They took uh, Dewan Jones at 17. We're going to go Cam Smith for them here at 32. Guy they've been linked to. Guy who's created some turnovers. I, I think the film is pretty strong. I think he's one of, honestly, the be- one of the better transitioners in terms of hitting another gear when he triggers back downhill in coverage i think his transition is really good he plays tough as well and like i said i think what what maybe a few of the top guys don't have when you look at banks and when you look at porter is the ability to create some turnovers like forbes obviously did that but so did cam smith in 2021 the film is off the charts back then a little bit of a down year you know missed some games but i i still think a, a high impact corner they're they're pairing with patrick peterson
2: so, Houston here at the top of the second round. The GM in the first round decided to say, we don't need a quarterback. Uh, I don't know who that could have been. We're but, getting uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, we're going to take <laughs> Enon Hooker here, but I'm going to point out that this Trey Lance, Mac Jones, rumors are kind of starting to roll back up again. Uh, they were quite a little bit at the end of last week. They're starting again now, especially the Mac Jones ones, which are coming out of nowhere. Uh, New England's going to move up for Will Levis.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
2: <laughs> but uh, Hendon Hooker, I mean, there's a lot of smoke coming behind this too. That Houston wants Hendon Hooker, even if it's at twelve, which is a little too spicy for me, a little bit. But uh, well, well, I digress. We'll take him here at the top of the second round, and we'll just figure out the quarterback situation in 2024 from what this it seems like.
1: Yeah, this could be. This could also be Houston moving into the first. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. Let's get the pairing right, though. I like that. For sure. Um, yeah, it does sound like first round is going to happen. I do think it'd be funny, though, if, if he does go at 12, because I think if, if Richardson's the fifth quarterback off the oh, board, yeah. I'm going to rank him QB1. Yeah, Post-draft QB1. If you're going fourth, you're going to a good team. Yeah. Enjoy your QB1. Lions at 18. Anyway, <laughs> um, Cardinals at 34. I, I just do. I trust them to take offensive line. No. Again, it's a new GM, but still no. So I think Tyreek Stevenson top 45 has been a lot of that talk recently. I know there's a little bit of a potential rumor to Pittsburgh at 17. That would be wild. But I think this yeah. is a little bit more reasonable. I still think there are a couple guys that that go later here that I'd rather have. But Tyreek, obviously, there's a lot of traits there with him. Not a lot of film on him, by the way. That's the other thing no. with Stevenson. So it's like very much... Trying to piece together broadcast, which is very difficult, but it's a traits bet. The Cardinals have often done this at corner. Um, Marco Wilson ringing a bell, and he won. So that is the pick at 34.
2: We'll say this about Stevenson do not start with the North Carolina game. Don't do it.
1: Or do. Or do. And be like, why is he getting. (laughs)
2: getting I literally said that to myself. I'm like, what is going on? I don't know. Anyways.
1: From one corner to another,
2: Indianapolis, we talked a lot, a lot about them taking uh, Julius Brents. Uh, he's not here. Nope. So we go with the second option that they've met with already, which is Kaylee Ringo. Uh, a little bit of a fall from Grace from what he was being projected at during the first few months of this process. Indianapolis needs that cornerback really bad. Yeah. Their second biggest need outside of quarterback. Uh, yeah. Ringo's obviously falling a little bit, but with good coaching, he can be right back to where he was, a lot of technique issues, all that. He's got the athleticism. He just needs to work on his technique.
1: Yeah, I think if you let him turn and run, he's pretty darn good. Um, I actually think he he's he's better transitionally when he's in off coverage or zone coverage than he is trying to get back downhill when he's turned and ran already. That is the toughest thing for him. Kind of mirrors a 2021 Georgia corner in that regard. Um, that is Eric Stokes, if anybody was wondering. There's a little bit of of, of of mirror there, but again, I, I think this is a, a, a really good fit and, and a good call by Mason here. Colts like these bigs. They like bigs. And 207, I believe, is what Ringo is at right now. That's that's really big at corner in this class. Um Rams at 36, like I just feel like at this point this is extremely valuable to them. And and as much as I would like to take like edge or take like, you know, I think they would love to get branched if it is any way possible. I, I if they take Tank Dell this early, that would be hilarious. Um, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna take Anton Harrison here at tackle. I just think they they still need tackle. Like they 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 desperately need help pretty much everywhere. Um, so we're gonna roll with a guy who I I, I know doesn't quite have the the reps in a lot of different pass sets. It was more just hang on for the RPO a lot of the time, and there was a lot of space blocking and pulling going going on there, which he was good at, right? But you'd like to see him play with a little bit more play strength. Thinks he, re- I think he resets his hands really well and functionally with good footwork. He's a great athlete. So I I, I like the selection here. Again, I think his upside is up there with anyone else's. He could be OT one in a few years. It wouldn't surprise me either. Probably bet on a couple of the other guys, though, that went the first. But still, I think the Rams get nice value here.
2: So Seattle, we talked a little bit about them uh, getting on this center Slash interior run They worked on these tackles last year a lot Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross have worked phenomenally uh, Let's continue to build up the offensive line Get some running lanes for Kenneth Walker And take John Michael Schmitz here uh, I feel like it's a really good fit They can honestly take him at 20 And I would be fine with it So getting him here at What is this? Seven,
1: 38, something like that seven, okay, uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, It's, it's a thir- really good value It should
1: be 38 Miami Yeah.
2: yeah. How dare you Try to get Tom Brady. How dare you? Anyways, Schmitz is just Michael Schmitz is just a really good player. And Seattle needs to take just keep building up that offensive line, protect Gino or whoever's playing quarterback, pave the running lanes, continue to turn out you know wild card spots in a NFC that is lacking depth.
1: Yeah, Seattle, just take the good guys again. Yeah, do Do Do, do, do like whatever that blueprint do was the last good year, whatever that blueprint was last year, make sure you still have that, like you didn't throw it out. Make sure it's on the table or on the board somewhere that, that you guys can reference again for 2023 because you got the capital to do it again. Raiders at 38. Yes. And that's going to be a struggle the entire way. All right, 38. Uh, Mason took Will Levis for them in the first. Uh, We, we mentioned briefly corner here uh, or, or in the first round. So we're going to do it here. We're going to take DJ Turner, who I think, yeah, another really strong athlete, incredible speed, like you're not going to run by him, right? He's going to be able to recover on crossers and man coverage. The only thing I think really with Turner, um, oh, I want to mention this, extremely patient when yeah. leading up to the catch point. Like he is not, he won't panic. And that is a really good sign. There are so many corners. You can just, you can't count them that are. One that panic immediately when they when they feel like they're just a hair out of position and they don't know where ball is and, and they feel like they're just in an in between and then pi turner doesn't do that he's also got great footwork impress when he's lined up there it doesn't doesn't have to be when he quick jams either it's like there are guys impress when they when they go out to jam they get so wide they get stuck unfortunately Brents is one of those he has to clean that up but like there are definitely a lot of others. Turner keeps his feet really in tight and and he's able to transition quickly. So really the one thing with Turner is, man, we got to tackle. We got to, we can't be tackling up high. We can't be, you know, kind of going half in there to tackle. Like otherwise though, I think the Raiders are getting a, a pretty good player here at 38.
2: So Carolina here, I kind of wanted to just see the options. I could see them going with a linebacker. Obviously, like this linebacker class is all over the map with guys. Like you don't know if there's a round one talent. You don't know if you're going to get a guy in the round, in the first round tomorrow night slash tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought about defensive line. There's a guy that uh, I'm going to get to later that I've thought about really hard here. I just didn't think it was the correct player here. So instead I took – you took your rookie quarterback – Get him some help in the receiving game. Uh, obviously, Carolina gave up DJ Moore in the big trade to move up to number one. You've got DJ Chark and Adam Thielen and Damir Bird. They all brought in this offseason. Uh, you've got LaVisica Chanaugh and Shai Smith. I'm not going to mention the one guy, though. Uh, we're just going to avoid that one for Their here. wide
1: receiver one? You're not going to no, mention his name?
2: No, 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 no. Uh,
1: we're no gonna... that was, it was a perfect opportunity to say, no, this guy's going to be it right here. Yes.
2: So, Quentin Johnson's the pick here. I feel like he's slightly kind of similar, kind of, to LaVisca Chenault's a little bit, just slightly. Um, But, like, just getting him in there with DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, I feel like it's a good mix. I feel like it's a good trio for, like, a young quarterback to have. Obviously, you don't have that alpha male, number one, but you've got two reliable veterans, and then you've got a rookie that you can kind of mesh with. Uh, And then you've got some kind of uh, little kind of blue chips in the rough there a little bit with – Chenault, Shy Smith, and he who shall not be named if he ever Voldemort? Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's, uh, yeah.
1: No, Johnson's got a little bit of Chark pre catch and then Visca post catch. And, yeah. and like you can kind of mesh those two into one player, which is nice. Again, can he just be more consistent? Play to play. That is like the biggest thing with him. It, 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 there are just times where it's all there. And then there are times where it's not there at all. And it's just, it is tough, man. It is a tough eval. But I think in Carolina, that's a solid spot. Like the coaching is phenomenal there. We know it is. Um, Yeah. Saints at (laughs) forty. Yes, sir. Is Adam Troutman good? I don't know, but Don Kincaid is. is.
2: Juan Johnson good?
1: He might be. He might. I'm going to file that under maybe he might be good. Yeah, that's true. You know what? He had some some solid games. Don Kincaid is a is a different player. Um. Can Dalton Kincaid run a slant route? Yeah, probably. I would say so. Probably. New Orleans slants is staying alive here at 40. Uh, but I think Kincaid is just embodies rare quicks, embodies creating some more space for himself at the catch point, whether it be going up to win the ball or just kind of like doing what Olave does well is, is working back to the ball late in order to get off some, you know, maybe some tight coverage. I think you, you see that on a film with him a lot. And, and he has shades of I know who I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. Shout out Danny Kelly, the ringer like there's just like he is. He does. He embodies. He is Jurassic Park post catch finds a way. <laughs> I don't know how. Don't know how, but he does. And, and it's th- this past season. He f- forced, I don't know, like eight or nine times as many missed tackles as he had in his previous couple seasons. So just he figured it out and, and a strong pass catcher for Derek Carr and the offense really like it.
2: So uh, three picks and three straight pass catchers here on day two as uh, Tennessee, We uh, there's been some talk about like DJ. just his mock came out tonight, Zay Flowers to Tennessee at 11 in his mock. Uh, obviously, we took uh, Anthony Richardson in round one. You got some two young guys already there with Burks and Kyle Phillips. How about let's bring in Josh Downs and just get the deep threat in there as well. And I think like it, maybe it's a little bit redundant to Traylon Burks, but you know what? Who cares? If Miami can have the two fastest receivers in the league, Tennessee can have two guys that are kind of similar to one another.
1: Is Downs a better slot separated than Phillips?
2: How dare you?
1: That was all I could think of in the last bit. I was like, oh, he's pretty similar to, and you didn't say Phillips. I'm like, oh, I'm asking him. I'm asking him the question. Uh, no, Downs is fun, though. That's I, I like that young receiver room. It's got three guys who can do a bevy of different things. So that's that's nice. And Downs is going to add some value wherever he ends up. Packers, 42. Okay, I, I had to stop the slide, folks. I know you want tight end here. But, like, Osiris Torrance at 42? Yeah. Uh, John Runyon, by the way, free agent after the season. Is he worth an extension? I don't know. He's good in one phase of the game, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But Osiris Torrance, let me tell you, he's good in both. And uh, he's coming for you uh, in the run game. I think in Mobile, you saw a little bit more quickness and, and I don't know, it, it just didn't look as, as lumbering with him in terms of getting out of his stance in the run game. If that's indicative of a future, I, I'm really excited about this pairing with, with Elton Jenkins at guard for Green Bay. So I just couldn't say no right there. I, I felt like the slide had to stop, and I know that's, that is that is nobody's that's gonna be nobody's favorite selection but no. if you guys like Cody mock at this pick you should like Torrance at this yes. pick. okay that's all I'm gonna say right now okay yeah those who are shouting about mock if you don't if you like mock and not Torrance man we gotta we gotta talk about it
2: so the Jets uh we already took the tackle looking at their roster they there's again look Jets have a really good roster could they take a tight end maybe maybe they spent a few extra dollars last year doing so. Uh, their cornerback room I like maybe a linebacker because you don't know what's going on with CJ Mosley anymore. But there's a guy on here that can go in the first round that's still here. Like there's a few edge rushers still available here that I really like. And there's been they've had a visit with BJ ogilari so that's gonna be thick here. Um, you don't know what's going on with Carl Lawson. Uh, he's kind of since he's gotten the big contract, he's been hurt. He hasn't performed. He opted out due to COVID. You got Jermaine Johnson there. You've got guys like John Franklin Myers and Bryce Hoff. Michael Clemens is there as well, who haven't really performed necessarily thus far. So continue to add wealth into that room, similar to what San Francisco did when Robert Sala was there with those like four straight defensive line picks. feel like it's a good move, uh, a good value here for the Jets for taking art here.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, a lot of moves as a rusher. He's really just trying to like just run into dudes when he has to play the run game, basically. And that's you yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's fine. I mean, it'll it'll work out, I think. But I thought you were gonna take Cancy here because I was gonna take Ojolari and pair him with Nolan Smith and they have Arnold Katie in the pass rush for yeah. Atlanta, and that would have been sick, but took him right in front of me. Uh no, but I like that for the Jets. Yeah, I just you would you would have thought Jermaine Johnson would have done more as a rookie so yeah we're on watch We're that's a development that that we'll have to uh, pay attention to falcons 44 well didn't take bijan so you know we gotta take jabir gibbs here <laughs> um boy would this be fun like you you get algier who again really good vision you know just a, a strong runner right and, and who really thrived in the scheme and then you have home run threat pass catcher you know Put him in the slot, right? You you didn't get downs, but you know what? Maybe maybe Gibbs can can help you in the slot a little bit. Like he, he is that good of a pass catcher. He's that good with like lateral quicks and lateral displacement when he cuts. Uh he makes safeties look really stupid a lot. Let me tell you, when he's at that that's in between that second third level, and yeah, you add you're adding home run threats like everywhere on this offense. This is excellent. Arthur Smith, I think. This is Falcons. This is a better approach. I know Bijan's great, but like Nolan plus Jamir would be sick.
2: So Green Bay's second selection here in the second round.
1: Tight um, end. Mason, you got something to talk about? Yeah, you gotta you gotta let the people know what happened here.
2: Yeah, I didn't want a tight end. Okay. It's that simple? Didn't want to take a tight end. It's that simple? Because uh, <laughs> I feel like we can get one in their third round. Well, that's and, fair. Uh, you know, the Locked last third-round tight end we used is currently, you know, lighting it up, but, you know, it's yeah, not in the cool. NFL because we didn't give him a fair shot. I'm still going to – I'm holding that grudge. I'm holding that that's grudge. Fair. That's fair. That's um, You know, I watched a guy's video on YouTube. The guy's name is Jake Shavink NFL, and he said that uh, Felix Onyudike Uzama is a Packer pick. So he is still on the board here in Green Bay. Uh, you know we talked about Green Bay potentially taking edge in the first round, whether that be Nolan Smith, Will McDonald, Miles Murphy, getting a guy a guy like Felix on DK Uzama here who might go in the back of the first round. Look again, edge rushers available here on the top of day two. I love it. Uh, I know there's a guy that I like to talk to. His name is Brady a uh, great friend of mine. He loves Felix on DK Uzama, has him as a top 15 grade in the class. So
1: yeah. I mean, he he has right. He's not he's not bendier, flexible, and yet the toolbox is is very yeah. full. And that's you don't see that, but that's obviously usually for guys who aren't overly explosive, right? That that don't win the outside track. They don't have that trump card, so they got to figure it out somehow. And and FAU, as like as the the kids call him, I think, uh, has has figured that out, right? He's he's gets the long arm, little stab rip, like he. There's just so much he does. Club rip, you know, he can work inside like he he has it all. I yeah, I agree. Whoever said that as a fit, that's yeah. a pretty good call, actually. He's a smart but, guy. But I will say, uh, not taking a tight end, that was kind of uh he kind of effed around and found out because as you'll see yeah. how the second round goes, <laughs> finish. But <laughs> okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um Patriots at 46. We're gonna go Drew Sanders, I think. You no, know, in terms of versatile linebacker, edge rusher. He, he gives you a, a bit of flavor of both and what I think what excites me about Sanders is, is he's still making this 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 adjustment he's still transitioning into this and you know if you're New England and you really want to get fancy with with some Uche and some Sanders Russian on the outside that's that's dangerous yeah. stuff right there I uh, thought about corner here just didn't like necessarily what was there mm-hmm. in terms of the fit of one of the guys that that went later in this uh in this yeah. round but i mean i i still think that the patriots still coming out with broderick jones and drew sanders would be pretty strong. Sure. yeah
2: so washington speaking of tight end uh i took one here for washington inside green bay uh you can you know yell at me in the comments all you would like i would appreciate that it won't matter by the time you listen to this because they take donkey kid at their team anyways <laughs> and we're all happy could be, could but be. uh luke musgrave is pick here for washington um Doesn't seem like Logan Thomas is the same guy he once was a few years ago. They've got a few guys in the depth pieces, like a John Bates that's okay. Uh, Not a guy that I would really trust to be like the number two at this point, necessarily. So getting a guy like Musgrave, who you can kind of mold a little bit after Logan Thomas, get him more involved in the offense, get Sam Howell or whoever is playing quarterback. Maybe it's Anthony Richardson if he falls that far. um, Some more weapons.
1: Yeah, I, I think tight ends definitely uh, in play for Washington uh, on day two, especially um, day one, even maybe, maybe also just got a report SI bleach report notification. Packers could trade Jets number 13 pick from the Rodgers trade trade down, select Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid there. You I go. mean, yeah, nice fresh info there. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know who's coming up and for what. probably a, no. tackle. Probably a tackle. Probably a tackle. Yeah, somebody's probably going to come up for Everyone a Everyone and
2: their mother's coming up for a tackle. Yes.
1: Uh, you know, give Chiefs, us your next Chiefs. first round pick yeah, for next Chiefs. year
2: and you'll get the tackle.
1: Yeah, Chiefs, you want a tackle? Give me that 2024 20, 1. Okay? Um but Yeah, Lions here at 48 Mention this. I think this guy could go in the first. There's talk about that, potentially like, you know, Dallas, yeah. Buffalo. I think are the teams probably to watch for maybe even uh, Philadelphia, I guess at 30 Uh, Steve Avila going here, 48th Lions fill out their offensive line with a really good guard who had some, I would say some really strong reps against Carter. Um, It was a good back and forth in that game. Really? Probably the only thing anybody was watching to be honest, if you were a draft guy uh, about halfway through that game, maybe even halfway through the second quarter. Um, But yeah, Avila's really going to phone booth. They're talking about maybe some center guard um versatility with him, but I think he he fits really well at guard uh with Detroit here.
2: So, Pittsburgh here with their second selection here in the second round. They've already gotten Dewan Jones in the first round and Camp Smith at the top of the second round. This is wild. I, this is probably the best value of the draft in my opinion. Yeah. If There's he's healthy, yes. Up. If
1: he's healthy, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But Brian Vazie here, um I did a mock this morning that um, that I had him going 32 because he, the simulators don't – they can't comprehend that that's the top of the second round. Thanks, Miami.
1: I know. Like, it's so you're funny. just making
2: everything a little bit more difficult for these guys just trying to help us degenerates do our mock draft simulators. But uh, defensive line is a sneaky need for Pittsburgh. We saw them take oh, – what is the dude's name from Texas A&M? That A&M they oh, DeMarvin Leal. Yeah. So they, they like to pour resources in there. Get another guy that's slipping like Leal did last year. Continue to just build the trenches on the defensive line.
1: Yeah, and I, you know where you're playing, Brazil. You're letting him attack. Yes. And, man, there are not a lot of guys like when he – he doesn't even have to build up too much speed to where, like, if he lands the right punch inside, you're flying backwards. It's wild to watch him. <laughs> and like, it's just, man, I, I hope that guy can stay healthy because – The the ceiling is insane. Like the ceiling is like, oh, yeah, you could probably pick him top, you know, 15, 18. Like makes sense. Uh, Bucks at 50. We're getting the tackle here after going. uh, (laughs) Julius Sprint's. We're going to get Matthew Bergeron here to play left side. Mason and I have often talked. We've talked about him in a show. Talked about him as being, I would say, Mr. Consistent. And I think a better run blocker than giving credit for. I think he can really start to displace some guys. But really, where he he thrives is just being, just solid, just like I I come to work with the he is a lunch pale fella at tackle for Syracuse and, and keep keep worse on the right where he's been phenomenal and you let you let Bergeron stay on the left.
2: Oh, I I uh, I did the thing again where I took a side end, but it wasn't for yeah. Hey, hey, calm down, Zach. Who is going to be the pick in the round in the third round? and We're going to be fine, and then we're going to take like bro. We we'll have to up. wait
1: for him until twenty twenty seven to break out.
2: Oh, all <laughs> right. Well, maybe if they would have just kept him in the first place, then we would have been oh. fine, right? Okay, that's going to be yeah. They're going to be like, who is he talking about? Oh, um, but Tucker Craft here from Miami. They're currently after like a sicky kind of malfunction. I want to call it. Just not using him, not really caring about him. Uh, if you look at their depth chart, which I am scrambling to pull up currently, um, their tight end room is uh, what we would like to call not good. Uh, it is Durham Smythe and uh, Eric Saubert because they got rid of, uh, oh boy, what
1: is his name? Uh, um, we know who we're talking about. The Boston College tight end. Long. It's, it, long is Hunter Long. Name. Hunter Long. Hunter Long. There we go.
2: You can tell we are done with this whole draft thing because we can't. <laughs>
1: can't even think of a freaking name. Yo.
2: But, anyways, uh, Miami is just getting all the weapons. Uh, you could think about a running back here, uh, but some really rude guy took Jameer Gibbs earlier for the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. So, we're going to take Tucker Craft here, team him up with this depth chart of receivers is insane. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berrios, Ezu get him on the field. Just do it, or, or just trade them to Green Bay. How about that? if you're not So wait,
1: here? you just mentioned five receivers, and where's Tucker Craft going to be going then? <laughs> they I need a tackle really too, so just use them at tackle. Cody Mock potential spot also, maybe. Yeah, I mean sure. he's available here. Yeah, well, could, Mason, you could Packers fans let let Mason know he could have picked Mock here instead. Uh, you know, instead of getting all the tight ends off the board. Well, then where <laughs> does Felix pass. go then? Huh. We'll figure it out, you know? Oh, all right. Well, well you can talk about
2: that whenever, when, you know, we <laughs> take Don Kincaid at the eighth pick instead of the 13th. You're
1: right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, Seahawks at 52, right? 52. Yeah, it is 52. So weird. Okay. <laughs> um, It's across from the Dolphins pick. That's, you know, asterisk here. Uh, We're going to go maybe a name you have not heard of just yet, but it is uh, Corey Trice cornerback Purdue stud 6'3 big fast phenomenal zone awareness route concepts does a great job in, in, when he's going to pass stuff off reading quarterbacks eyes I love what I see from him impress he gets a little grabby and when he's grabbing smaller guys in him he's going to get called for it and he's a little bit aggressive so the double move stuff kind of gets him a little bit but I I am Pretty excited if if I were Seattle to play Trice opposite Tariq Woolen on defense because man, those two in that scheme, good night.
2: Yeah, so Chicago here, uh, they've kind of went around with the whole entire offensive line thing earlier. Now use your second pick, uh, their first of two in the second round. Why didn't you just trade this one for Chase Claypool? Is the question. Um, but anyways, we're going to kind of go with the surprising move here. Uh, I feel like they could add to the running back room a little bit and I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet here. There's probably some guys that, uh, Bears fans, if you're listening, uh, would probably rather take ahead of him. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I think, I feel like they need like a, like a big room there just because just field runs a lot and they have a lot of bodies there that are going to get touches. And there needs to be somebody that can kind of separate a little bit. So I feel like it's going to be either one of Charbonnet or Khalil Herbert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting one. Chargers at 54. Uh, I took a tight end this time. My bad.
0: I would wow, like to, I would like to apologize.
1: Rude. It's still two to one, though. Hey. Point that out. Um, But yeah, Chargers, I mean, they've been linked to tight end uh, a lot by more of the insiders at, at pick 21. So let's get Laporta for them. Really strong pass catching tight end. Maybe you can flex them out a little bit. You know, it's perfect for the Chargers. You know, they they love these guys who are good, really good receivers, but they can't run fast. So um, a tight end fits perfectly with with Allen and, and Mike Williams uh, in that offense. But, no, Laporta's really slippery, tough to bring down after the catch. Really like what, what he offers uh, the Chargers passing game.
2: So last year we kind of forgot about a player. And that player was uh, Quay Walker. This is true. Then he ended up as a Green Bay Packer this year. We forgot a player was still available who is the pick here for Detroit, which means Kalaja can't see you are a Green Bay
1: Packer. But,
2: anyways, Detroit, what
1: Detroit. are we? What Jake, do you see this? All we're giving Detroit, yeah, that's it's gonna happen. It's not like it's, it's gonna happen. They're getting a great it haul. it doesn't. It's
2: insane yeah. witherspoon, Murphy, and then who else. Avila, and then yeah. we just give them Canse. Yeah, it's insane. Canse could be their pick at eighteen for all high care, and it'd be fine. We just kind of forgot about him. Um, I don't know what happened. It's he's fine. A, he's a small guy. He's a small guy, and he's hard to find. All right.
1: Yeah, couldn't find him on my draft board. It's too small. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Ah oh, jeez. Um. Yeah, but I, I like that. Fits really well. You can kind of mask him a little bit, having McNeil in in, in there as well. So that's that helps the, the Lions front. Jags at 56. We were talking about this before. Get a slot defender. I found him, Jartavius Martin, Illinois. Stud, really like him. But what, what's really nice about Martin is he can handle things in the slot. Phenomenal tackler. Has played boundary corner and has also played single high safety. I really like what he offers at safety as well. And, and so you get more of a versatile defensive back in Jacksonville. But again, Martin can play the slot. Uh, immediately
2: all right giants fans you uh got brian branch in the first round uh we were clamoring potentially for a center you guys were john michael schmitz was available but guess what there are multiple centers that are really good available on day two michael schmitz is the only one to go how about a wisconsin offensive line for you guys how does that sound joe tipman from wisconsin uh wasn't actually able to do much of his pro day because he had an injury uh, other than that, there isn't really much to be concerned about. Um Giants big need on the offensive line right now is center. And uh guess what? You get a great value here at Tipman at what is this, fifty seven?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at
2: that guesswork.
1: Just add thirty one to the cell on. That. Yeah, that's
2: fair. How <laughs> dare you to figure that out? I've started how dare you it. come back with the common sense.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I can't believe it. Yeah, I've done it too, so is what it is uh Cowboys at 58. only one linebackers come off the board we need to get the other guy off Jack Campbell's probably going <laughs> before him so uh it's fine this is, we've all, we almost Quay Walker Jack Campbell basically that would have been uh rough strong there's athlete.
2: one later on that's first don't worry
1: yeah so um yeah there is in two picks uh <laughs> uh but yeah I mean Campbell's gonna give you a lot of reliability in terms of a Mike linebacker uh you can kind of call him a throwback I think in coverage he's fine. I think he's just better. Like he, he's got to read their eyes to get to the to get to the right position. He's not overly fast. I don't think that the elite athleticism is on tape, but it's still solid overall. But again, Cowboys, if, if they're going to not get a nose tackle who can help them out in the run game, they better have good linebackers uh, who can step up. And uh, Campbell is that. So
2: Buffalo here they took a receiver in the first round. Let's help out Josh Allen even more on the offensive line by taking Jalen Duncan. Uh, Spencer Brown didn't do the greatest. We've talked about this on this pod many times now. Yeah. Uh, so let's get another really large developmental offensive lineman and Jalen Duncan from Maryland. Uh, Jake and I spent a lot of time talking about Duncan on our offensive line episode. If you want to go back and check that out. Mm. Uh, but Buffalo needs some help at that right tackle spot just for insurance that Spencer Brown is the player that he was last year instead of what he was at the end of the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, I, I if Duncan can realize the potential in terms of hand usage and technique, he he's going to be exciting but can he do it? That'll be that'll be uh the deal here. Bengals at 60. Talk about value. He's been mocked to them <laughs> at 29 or yeah, or no, 28, at 28. Um just yeah. sakes, Even it's off because of whatever. Uh but yeah, Smith, I I Mozzie Smith is tremendous, Uh, plays faster and quicker than he you would think he is at three twenty three. And again, I think with this pick, it's, you know, DJ reader one more season on the contract. If the Cincinnati Bengals are going to stick with the idea of we want two big dudes, almost nose tackle types to play in our four man front to make sure the run game has no business going anywhere. But the perimeter Mozzie Smith's a great guy to fill in. Uh, in 2024 and beyond, and still rotate in, obviously, this fall.
2: So, Chicago with their third selection here Paris Johnson Jr. first, and then they come and grab Zach Charbonnet. Let's continue. Let's move back over to the defensive side of the ball, help out with that pass rush, and get Derek Hall, uh, the edge rusher from Auburn. All right. That was, <laughs> that was, that was rude. Uh, just, Typing in the Google Doc as I'm reading and
1: I mean, I was just sure we know who it
2: is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But, like, Chicago desperately needs some rush help. They've, um, you know, clearly helped themselves at the linebacker spot, spending all of their money there, seemingly. Um, but it, let me just go back to their depth chart that, for some reason, i closed out of. We've got Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson, if I'm correct. They also have Rasheem Green. Marcus Walker. So you've got a few guys there, but you don't have a dude. Uh, let's try to see if Derek Hall can be a dude. I take him here towards the end of the second round.
1: Yeah. Uh Eagle 62. Uh Jalen Hyatt's still here. We're taking Jalen <laughs> Hyatt. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I don't know that's what else. It. I mean, wide receiver three like Jalen Hyatt for the Eagles at 60 62. Uh, it's yeah. literally
2: Quez Watkins.
1: No, we're, we're doing <laughs> Jalen Hyde can catch the ball better. It's fair. We're in a great, we're in okay. a great, great position here. They really don't have the speed, right? Like Brown is yeah. like can win vertically, but like and Smiths really that they, they dominate. You know, vertical play, middle of the field. Get yourself the speed guy who can run under the Jalen Hurts deep ball. Like,
2: so in the middle and slash the end of round one, we'd like to have some fun. Apparently, when uh, I was looking around at like who I could select here for the Chiefs. I wanted to have some fun. I was looking around at the like, pre draft visits and I was like, oh, that guy visited them. Yeah. That was Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Georgia. Just, just a phenomenal fit, in my opinion. Just pair him with Pacheco. You got your bruiser and then you've got your receiving back. Like, what else could you want? You've got Zay Flowers and Kenny McIntosh in the same draft.
1: Yeah, like that a lot. I can't believe Mason didn't take his RB2 Devin A. Chain there, but it's fine.
2: Um, that
1: would have been wild, but there you go. Two All rounds. Right. Uh hope you guys enjoy draft weekend. We're going to be back with a lot of recap coverage and post uh, draft analysis. So stay tuned for that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Jacksonville Draft. You can follow Mason on Twitter at Thompson Twenty Two Mason. We will catch you guys uh, with a lot of recap stuff. Draft is here. We can't wait uh, taking these guys into the future.